What's up, video hackers? Welcome to the CS Joseph podcast. Today's episode. What what can an unattractive INTJ woman do to accept her looks? Or how can an INTJ woman who's unattractive accept her looks? I mean, this is like a straight up extroverted sensing inferior question. And to which I'm just like, am I really the best person to ask this? <coughs> Because, like, for one, I'm not a woman. And I have expert sensing demon. So, I'm, I'm not exactly, not exactly sure I'm the best person to ask, ask this question. But, especially since I'm not a member of the mature feminine. So, I guess what I'm going to have to answer this question as is, like, other than my own personal bias... As an ENTP, as the golden pair uh, of an INTJ woman, but also basically like a dad would. What would I tell my INTJ daughter who is unattractive in order for her to accept her looks? Well, here's my initial answer. My initial answer is don't accept it. Don't. I'm not going to enable you. If you're unattractive, do something about it why are you settling for less in your life why are you choosing why are you actively choosing to be unattractive that's what i want to know like like why there's so many benefits as a woman to being attractive and how can your se inferior live with the fact that other women are more attractive than you that other women are uh, getting all the attention and you're not compared to them why aren't you actively working to fix this issue? You know, like, yeah, we live in a society of fempowerment. And, you know, it's okay. We're just going to, um, we're going to, you know, with all those clothing ads, we're going to shove the fat woman body image down the throats of men everywhere. Because, you know, body image acceptance is very important and a progressive idea. And, you know, everyone is so shallow. Well, here's the thing. Human beings are supposed to be shallow. That shallowness that we have, like there's shallowness from the perspective of women and there's shallowness from the perspective of men, but shallow, being shallow is an instinct. It is what is necessary for us to propagate our race in a healthy way. We will not be healthy without being shallow to some extent. Why is that? Think about it. Why do men desire to have sexual relations with beautiful women? When a man, what, what's the point of it? What's the point of it? You know, yeah, it's it's reproduction, right? You know, it's it's uh, mitosis, meiosis. It's it's about you know having children, right? But why does it matter? Why, why do men need to lay with attractive, beautiful women? Why is that? Well, it's because we're like inspecting the thing that our child will be carried in, right? It's, 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 it's like an inspection. It's like, hey, you know, if she's beautiful, if all of her, uh, if her body is fantastic, then that means she'll be fantastic for pregnancy and carrying my child 
and that means she's got good genes, a uh, very healthy environment for my child to be uh, grown inside of, and uh, makes it better for her to uh, give birth to my child, more likely to survive said birth, more likely that the child is going to be healthy and grow up and be intelligent, have a good heart, have a good body uh, for the child. So, yeah. You know, now granted, there's desperate men out there who don't really have much sexual activity, and those dudes will put a baby in anyone. And that's, that's not exactly what I would recommend. I recommend that they uh, also don't accept their level of fitness and move forward with it from there. You know, I talk a lot about this in the Queen Archetype uh, episode. Probably one of the top three, yeah, easily top three most controversial episodes I have ever created. It's in season 13, which is my analysis of King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, which is a book uh, written by uh, uh, Robert Moore and uh, Douglas Gillette. And, but the thing is, is that they only provide the male archetypes of the mature masculine. So I go out of my way to fill out the female archetypes of the mature feminine by doing uh, queen, mother, uh, matron, lover, basically, as the four archetypes of the mature feminine. And I highly, highly recommend you ladies actually spend time watching that lecture series. It's an old one and part of the Human Nurture lectures. Seasons 4, Season 6, Season 13, and Season 31, those are all the Human Nurture lectures. They're the least viewed on this YouTube channel and on the podcast. I highly recommend you guys actually spend some time listening to those because those lecture seasons are likely the most valuable lectures I have ever done. Yeah, sure, I've been talking a lot about psychology, behavioral psychology, Jungian analytical psychology. Yeah, sure. But the thing is, is that when it comes down to understanding human behavior, a human being is a Venn diagram of human nature and human nurture, and you have to combine nature with nurture together. So what are you doing? Like, you guys need to make sure that you're watching or listening to these particular lectures. Because then questions like these won't get answered. Or won't get asked. Excuse me. But yeah, I mean, like, if you're, if you're my INTJ daughter, like, let's be like, look, you know, don't you want a high-value man in your life? And if you don't, it's probably because you were conditioned to be some feminist career woman who's going to end up a dog mom or a cat mom. Uh, in her 30s, you know, like where her fertility starts to drop. A woman's fertility drops, you know, statistically, starting at 31 years of age, 20% year after year. And that was a study done in like 2016, 2017. But that's a huge problem. You know, it's what the, the red pill people in the manosphere call the wall. Because a woman's sexuality, a woman's uh, fertility, it's a finite resource. And, you know, according to Rollo Tomasi, a woman has basically from 18 to 28 to figure that out. They have a 10-year span of which to figure out and figure out which man to have children by, uh, which man to commit to, uh, how to figure out uh, their health, their fashion, whether or not they're going to wear makeup, what their, what their hair is going to be, their skills in the bedroom, all of that. They literally have a 10-year span because at the end of that 10 years, they enter what's known as epiphany phase. And epiphany phase is when a woman realizes that her looks can no longer compete 
with younger women. And the highest value men are going to choose younger women over her. You don't want to do that. Now, there's not, that's not to say that you know women older than 28 years old are valueless. That's not to say that there isn't hope for them because there still is. And in my controversial uh, season, season 31, titled Jungian Sexuality, where I talk about the behavioral psychology behind uh, sexuality and how masculinity and femininity affects the types, as well as how uh, what is normal behaviors regardless of type looks like and how that plays into sexuality and sexual relationships and why that's important. I do have an episode in there titled, Is There Still Hope for the, the Low-Value Woman? And the answer to that question is yes. But if you want to actually find out about how that is the case, I recommend you actually spend time watching or listening to that lecture in season 31. Of course, you should also do the same for the other 16 episodes in that playlist. So please, do yourself a favor, go watch and listen to season 31, all right? It's an extremely painful watch, especially for women, especially for feminist women. It's an extremely painful watch, but it is the truth. In fact, the particular episode uh, where is there where I talk about where I address is there still hope for a low value woman? This actually caused an INTJ woman in our audience in the ego hacker community to hire me for coaching and be like, "OMG, I made a huge mistake, and I need help correcting that mistake." Basically. She had her golden pair. She had an amazing ENTP in her life. And due to gaslighting from third parties and other people in her life, things got really bad for her. And she ended up breaking up uh, with him or ended up uh, with another man, uh, you know, without telling him. Like, Like drama and problems. Well, she was very depressed until she watched that lecture. She's like, oh, dang, there actually is hope for me. There is hope for me after all. She hired me. We came up with a plan of action. And last I heard, those two are still together. God bless them both. And I'm very thankful for that. And I suspect they'll have an astounding and amazing family as a result. The thing is, though, is that when I get a question like this, it's like, how can I, as an INTJ woman who is unattractive, accept my looks? It's like, what, are you asking me to enable you giving up on yourself? Why why would I ever be okay with that? Why would anyone? Why would anyone be okay with that? Don't. Why like so I, I have to answer this question from the perspective of like, you know, being your daddy. Because it's like your father, if he was actually around, I don't know if I don't know if he is, but if your father is actually around, like, he wouldn't accept this. If he really was a masculine man. Because for example, like, no daughter of mine, no daughter of mine. It's going to be ugly. No daughter of mine is going to be unattractive. I guarantee you, you know, my daughters, my daughters will, they'll all know how to change a diaper. They'll all know how to take care of children. They'll all know how, they'll all know fashion. They'll all know how to take care of themselves. They'll all be around 20% body fat or less. They will like, because that's, that's what I would require of them. Because that means that they will have men in their life that I, as their father, will respect. Okay? Because that's, that, that's, that's the reality. I don't want my woman to be with some loser. I don't want my daughter... Excuse me. I don't want my daughter to be with some loser. Like, no. It even goes for me. I don't want my woman 
who's with me to be with a loser, me being the loser. I don't want to be a loser, so I have to lead by example, lead by action. I go to the gym at least three times a week. I study Krav Maga two to three times a week. On top of measuring my food, keep track of calories, protein, fat, carbohydrates, eating only organic and non-GMO foods, nothing synthetic, avoiding processed foods whenever possible, avoiding going out to eat whenever possible. That includes avoiding Starbucks, includes avoiding caffeine, because that's what it takes, folks. I used to weigh 300 pounds. I weighed 287 pounds when I started my very first day of, of high school. Do you know what happened on the very first day of high school? I discovered women. I couldn't believe how attractive women actually were. It was the first time in my life, like a ninth grader, all of a sudden, women were a thing to me. Could you imagine how much despair and how much sadness I felt realizing that I'm 287 pounds and not even able to compete in the sexual marketplace of high school in those days? And by the way, folks, if you don't think ninth graders are competing in the sexual marketplace, you need to wake up and get out of your ignorant shell, your little shelter, because that's a fact. That's a fact. So it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to become attractive. If you don't know how to do it, well, you need to figure it out. Let me tell you what it's not going to be. It's not going to be some stupid fitness class that you sign up for at the gym. It's funny. Like I'm watching this INJ woman with these with these other girls who sign up for her fitness class, and she has them doing this really dumb circuit training routine, and then they go home and they post pictures of themselves on their social media, you know, touting fem empowerment, you know, I'm a strong woman, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, but none of you are making gains. You're all just wasting your time. I see other girls, you know, spending time on the treadmill and the elliptical, spending time running, you know, and they're obese. And I'm just like, I laugh to myself and I'm like, that's not going to work. If anything, that's just going to make you more obese. You know, the only, the only, the only, the only uh, aerobic activity that actually loses fat is walking, by the way. You want to burn fat what you got to do is you got to put yourself in calorie deficit and then you have to lift weights to break down your muscle so that your body is forced to consume your body fat so that all of the food that you consume is used to rebuild your muscle that way you lose fat and gain muscle that's how it works that's reality that's normal but no let's let's jump on the uh the fempowerment, uh, you know, bandwagon here and watches the mature feminines, not the mature feminine, watches the immature feminine just continues to destroy women as we know it. It's ridiculous. Taking away their future, taking away women's opportunity to be with high value men. No daughter of mine, I'm not going to be down for it. No daughter of mine is going to be in that situation. Like, no, no, like as soon as she's old enough, she's going to the gym with me. She's old enough, you know, we're going to find out if she's an adrenal type or an ovary type or a liver type or a thyroid type. We're going to create a food plan based on which of her glands are causing her to gain body fat. And we're going to knock out that obesity. We're going to make sure she's never going to be obese. We're going to make sure that she has every opportunity to compete with other women, regardless of what age she is, even if she is older than 28 years old. As her father, I will make sure she can compete. Because that's the reality. Like, I don't understand how you men out there can allow your daughters to be obese. I just don't understand. 
you know, and our culture is going out of its way to make sure that we produce obese daughters, that we produce unattractive daughters, so that they are less likely to actually get with men, much less men of high value, to reproduce and have children. Because the elite and the powers that be do not want people to have children. That's why my biggest F you, or me flipping the bird to the elite, is every time I have another child. And I will keep having additional children. They can't stop me. I'm going to have more children. I don't care how much cringe that makes you people feel. I don't care. The reality of the situation is, is my bloodline will be intact and it will continue for generation after generation after generation. The elite go out of the way to preserve their bloodline. I'm going to not only preserve my bloodline, but my bloodline will become strong enough to potentially one day challenge theirs. All right? Because that's reality, folks. That's what's really going on in the world. So many bloodlines with so many men and women either choosing and being conditioned to choose to not have children or they're so unfit that they can't even compete in the sexual marketplace, that they can't even reproduce such that those bloodlines are disappearing. More bloodlines are disappearing now than ever before in the history of the world. And we're not, it's not even wartime. I mean, unless you count the, the rumored war in Ukraine, you know, as, as an actual war. It's funny how you see a lot of older wars in the, back in the day, and you see pictures of actual, like graphic pictures of people like dying and bleeding and shot up and legs missing and all this. You won't see a single photograph like that with this so-called war in, uh, in Ukraine. Maybe it's just some big war game. Where, where, is, where is the carnage? Where is it? Where's that carnage that we saw in World War II? I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe this is what the Bible calls a rumored war. You know, in the last days, there'll be rumors of wars, wars and rumors of wars. Maybe this is a rumored war. I don't know. I don't know because I'm not there. And it's interesting because, like, my extended family, they're all Ukrainian. And they're, like, completely split in terms of what's actually going down there. So not even actual Ukrainians in my family really actually know what's going on over there anyway so it kind of causes you to think wait a minute what's really happening here is this like one of those false flag 9-11 situations you know huh you know where what we see on cnn is actually more just actual theater instead of actually the news it's it's more it's not actually reality you know i mean like we see it all the time. I mean, Jocko Willink, for example, was even saying that on the Joe Rogan podcast, talking about how certain, or Joe Rogan was talking about how certain news outlets, including CNN, will put out a headline, but that has, it's not, it's not even what happens. It's not even what happens. It's like some, it's talking about like some Hispanic guy, supposedly, uh, who was shot by police, completely negating the fact that he had a gun and was about to kill a police officer. So obviously they were defending their police officer, their coworker, and protecting him so they shot that guy dead because he was committing a crime and about to use deadly force on one of their fellow officers but hey the cnn article completely ignored that great because it's theater do you think it's any different for this so-called ukrainian war come on anyway back to the matter like the answer is the answer is there's nothing that i could say to enable you to be more comfortable in your own skin. You need to stop looking for answers about how you could be comfortable or happy or content with being unattractive. 
maybe use it, you as an INTJ woman aren't unattractive because you haven't focused or developed your subconscious side of the mind. Maybe you are a UDUF type with your octogram like I am, unconscious developed or unconscious focused. Or maybe you're unconscious developed and just starting to focus on developing your subconscious. But that's literally what you need to do. That's the actual answer to the question. You need to start developing your ESFP side of your mind so that you can become more attractive. Not just with your looks, but also with your behavior. Become a more feminine woman. INTJ women are hella masculine. They're like those boss babes that men don't ever want. Men are not attracted to boss babes, contrary to popular belief. And as much as an INTP man would ever claim to be, and INTJ women often end up with INTPs because they're too insecure to actually be with an ENTP man that would that has this uh, cognitive origin of satisfaction, and he's not going to be satisfied with a woman who doesn't take care of himself, especially if he commits to her, they get married, and then statistically, this ENTP's TE critic is aware of the fact that when a woman gets married, quality of sex goes down, frequency of sex goes down, she lets her body go. Do you think that woman has a chance if she's already let her body go? So like, women control access to sex, but men control access to relationships. So as an expert at sensing inferior, what you really need to actually do is just accept the fact that you have to perform as a woman and you will have to perform as a woman, not just in looks, but also from a utilitarian point of view for the rest of your life. Do I, as a man, like, do I, do I need a woman? No. I want a woman, but do I need one? No. That's why we have microwaves. That's why we have dishwashers. That's why we have washers and dryers. Like, I can make all my own meals. I can handle all my own responsibilities completely on my own while running multiple businesses. I do not need a woman. I want a woman, but I do not need one. And it's always so funny whenever, like, a woman in my life tells me, well, I cook for you, I clean for you, I do all these things, you need to be grateful, or you need to show me special treatment, or you need to treat me better, and I'm, and I'm just like, yeah, but I could do all of that on my own. Like, what, what, what value are you actually adding to my life? So again, like, so this is the thing, like, women don't really give that much back to men. Men often give way more to women than women give to men, which is fine because Women are supposed to be giving a lot to their children. That's why when women have children, they often put their children above their men, which is another reason why I maintain that the nuclear family is evil and should be abolished entirely. Should adopt more of a village uh, mindset when it comes to child rearing and not uh, you know, this nuclear family situation, lest you end up you know, UDUF octogram like myself because every single person in, the, in my family is an expert feeler expecting me to be the FI user with my FI trickster. And then I'm being conditioned to use my FI trickster instead of my expert feeling child, which is not accepted at, at all. And now my expert feeling child has been so destroyed and is so developmentally behind that I may as well, that I just lean into my shadow pole of malevolence uh, being an ENTP as part of the heart temple. And that's wrong. And that's painful. It's not okay. But that's what ends up happening. So no. Do not be content with how unattractive you are. And actually spend time. Get on YouTube. Find other INTJ women who are successful. Do what they do. Find out what it takes to become a beautiful INTJ. Find out what it takes to become a feminine INTJ. Find out what it takes to become submissive. 
Because from an INTJ woman point of view, y'all want reverence, right? Y'all want deep respect, right? Especially from your lover, especially the man you commit to. You want his deep respect, right? Well, here's the thing. You can't have deep respect unless you are willing to submit. Because if you can't submit as an INTJ woman, you'll never get deep respect. Why? Because the way, the only way to get respect is if you show respect. And you cannot show respect if you are not capable of being submissive in some capacity. That's reality. That's the truth. Can you do that? That's the question. That's the point. So anyway, folks, I think I've beat this dead horse pretty hard by now. So anyway, uh, hopefully that answers the question. Like put in some more effort. Your SI demon's telling you you need to put in more effort. Stop taking this whole shortcut of I need my unattractiveness enabled. No, you don't need it enabled. You need it disabled. You need someone will uh, like your daddy to get your face and criticize you for being unattractive so you can actually start using your SI demon to, to put in more effort so you can stop taking shortcuts to protect your ego. You need to be willing to lose your ego and realize you're not all that. You're not that great. You need to have the humility to understand that. The humility required to measure your food every day. The humility required to go to the gym the, and do it the gym properly, not go to the stupid fitness class. Have an actual plan. You know, Check out Jeremy Ethier's uh, Built by Science program or the Kino Body program by Greg O'Gallagher. Do something, right? Measure your food, get your gains, put in the work. That's really what it comes down to. None of this shortcut crap that you INTJ women do. Put in the work. And I promise you, it will pay. Even if you're above 20 years old, even if you're in your 30s, it will pay dividends back to you, I promise. Because guess what? There's always hope for a low-value woman. There's always hope. So long as masculine idealism exists, there's always hope for a low-value woman. Thanks for watching and listening, folks. I'll see you guys in the next episode.